Hey people, here's your host Felipe Giuseppe and welcome to Pod Overtime, your portal to the soccer world, randomly soccer news episodes through the year. Today we are going to talk about Champions League, you can't lose it. Good day, because I don't know what time are you listening to this, so I'm here, I'm your host Felipe and I have to take my co-host Alex. Good evening everyone. Tisa. Morning, afternoon, whatever you're at, I don't know, what time is it? Yeah. Evening, I don't know. Yeah, it can be any time. It depends on where you at. If you're on Mars, there's no time. Yeah. So today is gonna be like just talking about soccer in the world. Indeed. Yeah. So today we're gonna start with Brazil because we're Brazilians. So and we love Brazil. Yeah. So now in Brazil, teams are playing the Brasileirão, and you as a fan of Bahia. You think that Bahia has chance? So oh yeah, uh, if our listeners don't know what Brasileirão is, Brasileirão is the competition for the League One in Brazil, where 20 teams will uh, play for a spot on Copa Libertadores, which is kind of our Champions League. And Sulamericana. Yes, uh, the first four teams go to Libertadores, and the other six teams go to Sulamericana, yeah. uh, which is basically the Championship of South America that we play among the other countries. Yeah. But yes, I am a fan of Bahia. That's the name of my state, and fortunately, my team is fucking awesome. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, fortunately, my team is pretty pretty good. Not to say the opposite, because we're not so good actually. But we're the first oh, ones yeah. to win uh, Campeonato Brasileiro. We're, yeah, they're really good. 59 and 88, we were champions, and well, I feel like now with Manchester City buying the team. We're actually going to... Yeah, the city company, which is no, the... Uh, Fly, Fly Emirates. Is it Fly Emirates? No, it's just or city. It's just city? Yeah. yeah. The, so it's... Yeah, they're buying the whole team and, and no, putting in the revenue city. for us, though. Yeah, yeah buy your city, but... It's going to be a lot of money for the, your, the team. Which is good, you know, because... They can hire more players. The teams on the Northeast, they're not, uh, yeah, they're, not like very resourceful. They don't have much money on their accounts. They don't have many championships. It's not famous in Brazil because... Brazil have a problem with media. It's focused on the Rio and Sao Paulo and mainly. Sao Paulo and like but in the south too, we have Internacional and Grêmio yeah. who are big teams. But it's good to see that we're going to have some more revenue. It's sad to see that the original team is going to be kind of dissolved into uh, a newer more like team. Uh, evolution of the Bahia. I don't so see it as an evolution, you know. It's going to be like the old Bahia and the new Bahia, you think? No. Yes. Like, oh, I yes. When Bahia was just Bahia, not Bahia City. Yes, Th there is that because you know when Manchester City prior it, they they had the Etihad prior to 2011, they had a whole different team and uh, and the city company buying that team, it, it's just like you have a, I think a made swift the team better. I, but you have a, yeah, a but huge swift, you know. Lost like the, the history of the club. Like, what like history this Manchester City has, you know? No, yeah, but I know, like, but like, if they buy Bahia, it's gonna be like lost the the history that Bahia has. It's gonna be like Bahia doesn't team. have much history. The only thing that the bothers me about the company is just that the the city group he really tries to monetize soccer, and yeah. I don't appreciate that it's as just a soccer like fan. Red Bull. Yeah, yeah like uh, you know who did uh, Red Bull bought uh, Bragantino, yeah, right? Yeah, and then they, they became Red yeah, Bull. Yeah, they make like Red Bulls in every single country in the world who play soccer yeah. the only 
they, they, they don't play to win the championship. They just play to make players and sell them to get to make. Yeah, money. and I don't like that because for me the the soul of soccer is having a team that works together to win the championships and to win the games and not just selling yeah. transactions like the players are some type of property that's not really yeah, what i look forward on the problem the... like players are just there for like to sell like jerseys and that stuff not to win the championship because they get more money selling jerseys than winning the championship which in my opinion is wrong that's just monetization it's just, it's just of like PSP. a sport they are hiring like players just to sell indeed jerseys not to to make a good team they are just bringing names but at the same time you kind of bring names to your team with the purpose of also trying to achieve something you know not only the sales but you see that uh for example Manchester city last champions league we got to the finals the team got yeah. to the finals but even though it didn't want it's yeah, still trying it's, it's because Manchester city it's different because they have the coach like pep guardiola yeah. and he's like Or you do what I want to like to hire the, the players, or I'm not gonna coach this team anymore. But at and the they same time, coach, so like they're gonna bring the, the players that he wants. You are listening to Pod Overtime. Stay tuned for more about soccer war. Yes, but at the same time, you have coaches like Guardiola, you have coaches like uh, Mourinho, that Klopp. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp, but you see, they sometimes look at the transactions of players as ways to improve the team and break revenue for the the yeah. sales and the, for the company. But really, you gotta think of soccer is played by the players, yeah. you know. And and what really matters in the end is that the players in that team are really trying to win, and that's why they get to the finals. That's why Manchester City went all the way. Like People the like Kevin De Bruyne, Gabriel Jesus, yeah. and other players, you know. I think like this: if you join like all the best soccer players in the world in one team. They're not gonna play really well. Like if you just join them, it's like go play. Because oh, they but have, and then like, they don't have the link. Like you know, the best them. example, 2006, man, Brazil's team. Yeah. We that that's supposed to that be the dream team of soccer. Yeah. You know, you had Ronaldinho Gaúcho, you, you had, had Ronaldo, you had Juninho Pernambucano, you have Kaká, you have uh, Robinho, you have uh, Gida, you have Cafu. You have so many players. Well, that are just the, wonderful. The It was, it's the greatest team of all times, but indeed, uh, what it's time... It's like the Real Madrid Galacticos. Yeah. What time like did that team won, you know? Such a good team and like, was one of the more deceptions in the world. You, you got like, not only that, but 2006, uh, it's a dream team, but the actual dream team, if you think about it, is Japan's World Cup in 1998 when we lose to France. That's yeah. the actual dream team of Brazil, and still, you can have all this ultra big stars in your team, but it's not going to take you to accomplish a championship, Or accomplish revenue. Yeah, you like to have the players need to to have a link between them, like connection, chemistry. Connection, yeah, chemistry. They need to have this, so like they know what the other one's gonna do. Because if you don't know what they're gonna do, they just like you don't know where to pass the ball, what to do. They're gonna be like lost. It was just like Brazil in 2014, 18 was just like passing the ball to Neymar all the time. They didn't know what to do. Was it like pass the ball to Neymar? And that's a big trouble because not only Brazil but a lot of teams still rely on one player yeah, nowadays. Yeah, just like Portugal. Yeah, yeah. You see, Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. He's Ronaldo. mainly like 
the people they aim for in Manchester United. If you're going to make a play right now, you're going to give that ball to that guy. You have Messi. Even though Messi's like playing with like Mbappé and, and, his, Neymar. and Neymar, he is still like the man they search for when you need to score, you know? Yeah. And you have many others like that. Lewandowski is one example of this. Uh, you got Real Madrid with Karim Benzema, what's always in the forward. And yeah, now Vinicius like Jr. is getting some more space. Right. If you get like Manchester United, If you think a player from Manchester United, you're going to think Cristiano Ronaldo. No, I actually do not. I you actually don't. think Marcus Rashford. But he's like, okay. But, but it's it's a matter of like history, this, like, you know? They have Cristiano Ronaldo in that team. They have Marcus Rashford. They have, like, Jadon Sancho. Yeah. They have a great team. But why are they losing so much? Oh, because they're playing against Manchester City. Harry <laughs> <laughs> <Harry> Maguire! <laughs> no, not really. But... It's because they rely on players, man. You see, they got great players, man. Marcus Rashford's one of the best strikers and the best wings I've ever seen play in my life. I really enjoy his soccer. And you see, with the enter of Cristiano Ronaldo on the team, he just lost space, you know? You're trying to make a team that's so good based on names that you forget that team gotta be good on skill. And yeah. that's some stuff like... Ronaldo doesn't need to be in every game. Messi doesn't need to be in every game. Neymar no. doesn't need to be in every game, you know? Sometimes even, like, a fragile from Fluminense, which is just a guy who stands there in the middle area and waits for the ball to come, is better than a guy yeah. that actually knows what to do because you need to balance the good it's with like, the bad. And it's, like, it's like surprise because, like, Cristiano Ronaldo is playing for, like, almost 10, 15 years. Mm, or more maybe more I'd say maybe, because uh, when he started on sporting he was yeah, like 17, 17 16 he's like 36 now yeah almost 20 years playing football so like everybody already know like how he's gonna do like if you, you you study the guy when you're gonna play against him so like you know what Christian Ronaldo's gonna do that's why if you put like Freddy from Fluminense people are gonna say what this guy is gonna do here it's a matter of cool <laughs> situation yeah. you know you do not expect that guy to always cut to the left and kick or just yeah. always cut to the right and dribble well, it's just robin like everybody knew like robin's gonna cut to the left and shoot and that's shoot. same with messi you know yeah when you see him stepping slow you know he's gonna cut to a side and pull in a kick yeah but like even so everybody falls for this it's part of the game man yeah, they are good you know even though they they have this uh, already pre-known knowledge let's say this way yeah. that that's we know they're, what they're gonna they're do in the so game good. that's why they're so good because they have the training they have the the effort in the game they yeah. put up with they all, the, all these they guys they already know yeah they they go into the game and i i don't know how many times uh messi and sergio ramos got into like some some type of fight or argument yeah. and because sergio ramos you know he knows he knows what messi is gonna he's do one of the best central backs of the world I've seen better play, like Carlos Puyol, but <laughs> well, uh, it's not going there because yeah. yeah, I've seen better play. I don't really like Sergio Ramos. He's kind yeah, of a, of a like bad, bad center back in my opinion. Not, yeah, not as a player, like just as a just a person. You know, I don't yeah. like his personality it's because he's like more like I need to win. I don't care what I need to do. Yeah, exactly. It's just like him, like almost breaking Salah's arms just yeah. to win the game. Yeah, but my point is like you see, they know what like they study the game. They know Sergio Ramos knew what kind of uh, dribble Salah does, what to expect from Messi, and so both of them already know what to expect from each other. But still, Messi can surpass or Ronaldo can surpass That's the defender yeah, because the they skills. they put effort. That's not only the yeah. skills; it's a lot of the effort and the training. You see, those guys are really dedicated compared to some others that are out there, like Fredji or um, Anderson Talisca. I don't know whoever yeah. comes in. You know. You are listening to Pod Overtime. <laughs>
Stay tuned for more about soccer world. Soccer is like one day you can woke up like I'm going to play good, and the other day you're like you don't play good. Indeed. It's just like timing. But it's, I think it's not only the day. I think it's just in the person. Some days you'll feel better with yourself. Some yeah, days you'll, like, you'll feel worse. You can't just like woke up and they like play the best game of your life. That's a lucky like, day. Three goals. Do whatever, everything you need to do, like perfect. Yeah. And the other day, you just like in five minutes, you are kick out the game. What really matters is not how they play, but like, in the end of the day, they know they have the soccer that's good enough to be in those big things. You know, they yeah. have the skills for that, even though they don't play good one day. Like I remember Neymar, man. Neymar didn't do almost anything in 2014 World Cup, and he was uh, one of the biggest jewels. Injured. Yeah, in the middle of the World Cup. Yeah, but he was one of the biggest jewels we ever had. Yeah. Like he, he was the next Pelé yeah, for our generation. But you see, in consideration when he played for Barcelona and came back on that six-one on the and that that <laughs> game see? against Fish, it was like amazing. Yeah, that's probably his luckiest day to wake up and say, "I'm gonna play soccer." In 2018, was like the worst cup World Cup for him, I think, because everybody make like fun of him because he's every time like falling. And it's like it's the reputation cool. he built, you yeah. know. Since from Santos, he has that reputation. Yeah, and it's it's, it's hard like to lose it because it's his style of game. That's the way he plays. He's a like he's a light person, man. Because like if you are playing like the guy touch you, you're gonna fall to try to get the, the fall instead I, of. I think that changed game. because of Far? influences. Because I don't remember. You see, 2010, 2006, 2002. I don't remember the Brazilian players really being that. Uh, fragile on the game. I don't. I don't yeah, remember I'm like people like I, Ronaldinho get no. touched and fall down. You know, I, I always saw no. that guy as a, as a effort Ronaldinho player. Ronaldinho was never touched. He was. <laughs> he was <a> <laughs> <laughs> He's a wizard. He's the wizard for sure. But I don't know. I feel like soccer has changed the way it's played from a few years yeah. from now. Because that time, when, I think that time when Neymar was starting to play, this was really great, really big, and like. Brazil championship, not like the world championship. In Brazil, like everybody was like, touch, you fall to try to get a penalty or a foul because it's better than you try to score the goal. Um, then he grew up like this, and then like now with VAR, it's even worse because like, and TV is like, you're all the time, the media, the social media is like all the time showing like the guy is like faking that. And, like this is anti-game because we're all the time faking that. But you know, it's just like Davidson on the. It's it's the thing that you said. Like you got so much media interaction, you got so much media interruption, you got now the VAR, and you know all these resources, all this technology that's growing. It's supposed to help the game to be better, to be more yeah. fair. But at the same time, it takes off fair. a little bit of the fairness because why does it matter? If we're playing so hard, when the game's gonna be stopped uh, every five minutes for someone to be checking a screen to see if that play was good yeah, or not, right. you know, uh, I, I like don't the, agree the totally with the to bar. Like, he needs to be like the yeah. the guy who say like this is fault, this is not fault. Doesn't need to wait for a guy to say like, oh, this was fault. Yeah. So say, like, he, he has the authority in the game. They always had the authority in the game. The main referee can always call it a foul, a penalty, or whatever he believes that what he saw was. And like faking a foul is kind of skill because kind of yeah i've seen some beautiful fall yeah, like, you know it's just like people can do like some 
things like looks like oh my god was like they broke his leg when they like they not they didn't even touch him yeah but the biggest example man the hand of god diego maradona <laughs> you know he that's take that he like the shortest the, guy in the in the field <laughs> and he jumped <laughs> fake the header and you know he still scored he made him like uh, jump like higher than they go, go and you see the good part on the var there if var existed they would have caught that as a fault the but at the same exist. time that goal would never like, exist and it's, it's a legendary moment yeah. for soccer you know it's a history it's one of the moments that most marked that player in in his career yeah the man of the jews yeah <laughs> the hand of god indeed well i f- i think that's what we have to cover from today in our yeah. daily soccer podcast yeah, so that's that's it that's about it you guys see you guys later see ya Well guys, this was spot overtime for today. I'm your host Felipe Di Giuseppe. Thank you for being here today. For more content like this, follow us on Spotify. Spot overtime. This is not a monologue. So, if you want to talk to me, send a direct message on my Instagram. O F E L I P P E G and I will be very happy to respond to you. And have a nice day. Thank <laughs> you.